My name is Scott Challoner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a bright wintry morning here in the capital and it seems indeed that the better weather is certainly just only a few weeks away from us. And joining me on the programme today to hopefully add a little bit more brightness to affairs is Ian Duggan, Joint Managing Director of Acclaim Contracts, a construction firm based over in Essex. Um, Initially founded in 1982, Acclaim has an established reputation throughout London and the South East for delivering roofing and general building projects safely on time and to budget. And obviously anybody good with maths will therefore realise that being founded in 1982 this year Acclaim is celebrating 40 years of being in business. Um, Ian first and foremost welcome to the show and a hearty congratulations on such an incredible milestone for you in the company. Yes we're uh, we can't believe we've uh, got to 40 years so everything's gone so quickly. Um, We're really really happy with how things have gone and uh, how well the team has gelled together over the years and, and we're still going strong. It's a remarkable growth story, isn't it? Um, starting from sort of humble beginnings with sort of the founder, Peter Latanga, I think it is, uh, building a team of five, what was then a claim roofing initially, and then turnover growing from just £50,000 within that first year to over £14 million in this present day. Um, obviously, it's been a very long process sort of building the company up to that point, but what are the fundamentals you'd say that you'd attribute that success to? I mean, the company's always had a sort of a core value, a family core value, um, with a lot of the uh, staff actually being family to from Peter's side um, over the years, and that's grown, grown as the as time's gone on with um, sort of nephews and uncles and, and different people working in different parts of the company. So mm. the, the sort of core values have uh, remained unchanged since the business was formed uh, by Peter sort of 40 years ago. Yeah, and I suppose the natural progression as well has sort of seen an expansion, not just of the team, but also the services that the business provides as well, because I understand that you're initially a subcontractor working on projects across most industries, and then that range of services has really started to sort of take off. It's covered external refurbishment works, full external envelope packages, and now essentially you're... Um, a principal contractor, which is working with local authorities, housing associations, healthcare trusts, government bodies, major airports. So that's something that's really expanded as well. That sort of portfolio of services too. Yeah, I think I think what we we offer the client is a um, an all encompassing service. So we know what we'll get at, which is uh, roofing and external works, and that's what we try and stick to. Uh, we manage our own sites, um, we're our own foreman site managers and their own team. So we've developed um, a good understanding of the roofing market and the externals market over the years. So I think our invaluable experience in that sector has um, helped clients to be confident in what we can do. And I suppose as well, what underpins the family values of the business that you've talked about already is that Peter, the company founder, is still at the heart of the ongoing running of the business. And I know that you've been involved with a claim since uh, the turn of the century, and but obviously you've not been in your current role of joint MD that entire time. That's something that you sort of took up later on. Um, what's it been like for yourself sort of joining the business, helping it grow, and then sort of almost moving up the corporate ladder within the organisation? Yeah, when I joined, which is 22 years ago, I, I joined, which has gone very, very quickly. Um, I joined as a contracts manager then. I think we were called a claim roofing at the time. And I could see then that we were doing a lot more than just roofing. So I think we quickly changed the, uh, evolved the name, if you like, to Acclaim Contracts, um, which helped us sell the business to 
to the, to the external market. Um, we value sort of all of our staff, and a lot of our staff have been here over 20 years as well. So, which says a lot, lot to uh, about the company and how we work. So, mm. most of our business is actually a repeat business, which is a good sign. Um, so it gives us a sort of stability over the years, which I believe has been how we've uh, achieved uh, achieved where we are today. So. Yeah, I suppose sort of long-term retained staff also translates into long-term retained clients, doesn't it? And I think it's it's businesses like yours that, with that philosophy, that sort of close-knit team philosophy, that's sort of really paid dividends when, we've, when we're thinking of overcoming the challenges of the last few years, isn't it? I mean, COVID is something that's affected so, so many within your industry. And when you've got such a close-knit team that you know, is together, knows that the business values them and vice versa. It just goes to show that they're going to go above and beyond for you, obviously, when the chips are down. And it seems to be something that certainly has been the case with Acclaim as well, because even despite that immense challenge, you're still continuing to excel and really sort of take that business forward. Yeah, we've always tried to keep like an, an open and honest communication between all the staff. So, you know, we, we, it's an open door policy. We talk to every, all the guys and girls in, in the company and it's, um, we try to look after everyone the best we can. Um, we have our ups and downs like every other company. But the, the people have, uh, who've helped us grow over the years are, are still here today. So it obviously says some good, good things about the company. Um, and we've tried to bring people through through the company and promote them uh, within as well, which I always think is a good thing. Yeah, I suppose it's something that sort of gives you an immense amount of satisfaction, isn't it? Sort of helping build that next generation within the industry and inspiring that next uh, generation of roofers, of builders, uh, because they're going to be important because when it comes to the industry at large, um, it is one of those sectors that is affected by skill shortages. So that just makes what you're doing all the more crucial. Yeah, I think we have, I mean, we've got our own internal um, training um, scheme that we do for young, younger people that are coming through try and train them um, in the skills of sort of flat roofing, pitch roofing, uh, lead welding, etc. So that's one of the things that we can see there's a shortage in the market of skilled labour, um, which does worry me um, when you look at the market it is, it is. So we're trying to develop and bring people through um, so they can obviously get better at their job and obviously look after their families as well and obviously essentially make more money for themselves. So. Um, that's what we're trying to do from within as well. So training is a massive part of, of how we're trying to progress things. Yeah, absolutely. Developing people, it's uh, so, so incredibly important, isn't it? And um, obviously with that as well, um, I, can, I can imagine that with the severe amount of challenges that you have sort of had to overcome over the uh, the years to make the business the success that it is, obviously skill shortages, you've had to go out and train people, obviously the COVID pandemic as well and the challenges associated with that. Are there any sort of major lessons that you think that you've maybe learned over the years through recessions, through crises like COVID that have sort of helped the business sort of really push on and sort of consolidate and become even more resilient? I think it's trying to keep a, a, a big team ethic, to be honest. It's, it's trying to be quite open with people when, when things aren't so good and, and, and enjoy the good times as well. So we do a lot of team, team building exercises, um, try and involve the, the company as a whole the best we can with newsletters that go out monthly and telling people you know, the good things um, that, that people are saying about us and and I think that's the key thing is, is trying to treat it as a, as a big family so as we've grown over the years everyone is still able to talk to each other and it's a very uh, you know, like an open policy that we, we, try and, we try and have here so communication yeah. is in key. 
Mm. Yeah, that open door policy is incredibly important from sort of a leadership perspective, isn't it? And I think, again, you know, over the uh, the last couple of years with COVID, we really learned the value of that, haven't we? And uh, that sort of that way of leading rather than sort of the command and control that we may have seen in years gone by. That's sort of the way now, isn't it, to really run a successful business just for anybody listening in out there who might have their own big idea and might want to start an organisation of their own. Yeah, I mean, through COVID, we, we didn't actually um, have anyone on furlough that, that didn't need to be on furlough. So only the uh, to, uh, guarded people that we need, I think two people had to be off, off because of their sort of, uh, medical cases, but everyone else was working all the way through. So um, we were lucky to, to get through through COVID working full, full time. So in fact, most of our clients would actually ask you know, to, to, uh, to work. Um, so you look at the education sector, uh, BT, and DMOD um, obviously gave us letters to ask us to carry on working to help out the industry. So we uh, didn't sort of shut down at all and, and carried on through it. So we were probably one of the only companies at the time that didn't shut down at all. Which is again testament to that incredible amount of effort in house as well. And uh, given, of course, sort of the different vari- variations in government advice and how the situation was changing so, so quickly at the time. Um, was sort of keeping open sort of a difficult challenge, would you say, or was it quite easy to sort of maintain those services, just keep cracking on and just essentially just focusing on the task at hand, which seems to be what the business is all about? It was obviously no one had been through anything like this before. So um, luckily we've got some really good um, health and safety people that work for us directly. Um, so we kept on track with those with government advice Um quickly developed ways of working um, on site. Luckily, we're in the open air as well. So that was um, obviously a lot a lot easier to manage. Um, yeah, so we, we obviously had enough vehicles to let everyone travel separately as well. So there was massive uh, cost involved, but it was well worth it to keep everyone safe. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have come through that now um, with restrictions now gone in the UK and cases starting to really, really decline. Um, of course, there are still sort of one or two supply chain hangovers, aren't there, from the pandemic, not helped, of course, by the events in Eastern Europe. So there are still one or two sort of challenges lingering in the uh, the industry. Obviously, that skill shortage we've talked about is another one as well that the sector is having to address. So it's an important time for the industry uh, because it's a sector that's going to play an incredibly important part in the government's Build Back Better agenda to try and sort of level up and sort of push on in a better way following the uh, the events of the pandemic. And I suppose for the future vision of a claim contract, um, you're wanting to be very much at the uh, the forefront of that. And I can imagine you've got some very, very big plans for the remainder of this year and also beyond here. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, fundamentally it's uh, continued stability we're looking at. Um, focus on increasing the level of investment into hiring more apprentices and young people into the industry whilst continuing to promote and upskill internally. So we're looking to, to um, not go backwards, we're looking to go forwards, looking at new technologies um, and grow the company gradually over the next 40 years to come. Yeah, fantastic. Real long-term growth there. And just for obviously this year, just for those sort of short-term and marginal gains, I mean, by say, maybe this time, March 2023, uh, what is it that you're really sort of hoping to have achieved on the uh, the first leg of that journey? Well, I think like everyone at the minute with um, Eastern Europe, we're trying to mm. hopefully, uh, we're, we're hopefully we'll be still you know, progressing forward. Um, we just got through COVID, so this isn't going to help the, uh, the world itself. So um, if everything is okay, um, we'll be looking to, to push forward again this year increase our turnover, increase margins, 
um, and try and develop the people you know, in the company to, to better themselves as well. So we're looking to you know, steady growth, um, but also to take care of everyone that works for us. Exactly right, um, because it's a, it's an immense effort that your team have put in over the uh, the last few years, and indeed beyond that, from the very beginning of the uh, the business to sort of get to the position that you're in now. And I suppose it would be nice to have a little bit of relief, not sort of hop skipping and jumping between controversies and crises and all of that sort of thing. So let's just keep our fingers crossed that there will be some stability. That sort of keyword that we mentioned already. Um, uh, Ian, it's fantastic um, that you've got some incredible plans for the uh, the business uh, moving forward, of course. And I do certainly wish you all the luck in the world in executing that. And as we start to sort of see that vision kind of come to light over hopefully sort of the next few months with some initial progress and then beyond into the next few years, I would absolutely love the opportunity to sort of have you back on the show when hopefully there'll be some sort of positive news to share on how that's going. And hopefully there'll be even more sort of positive developments within the business and it'll be building up towards those aims. Yes, I'd love to. Um, looking forward to it and looking forward to uh, the next 40 years ahead. Absolutely right. Scott's keep looking to the future now, haven't we? Because uh, that's the important thing. There are a lot more challenges on the horizon that we'll all have to address within industry. And um, by all means as well, um, Ian, with everything that is still sort of unfolding in the world, uh, do take care and do stay safer with all uh, still going on. And uh, I'm sure we'll touch base again soon. Okay, thank you. It was a pleasure welcoming Ian Duggan, Joint Managing Director of Acclaim Contracts, onto today's podcast. And I do hope that you thoroughly enjoyed the interview. And um, also, best wishes to the uh, the business for hopefully another 40 years of immense success. Um, to anybody tuning in today who may own their own business or run their own organisation, that might feel that you also have your own story of success and innovation to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then by all means, we want to hear from you. So why not also apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time, to all of our listeners, you've been listening to the Leaders Council podcast with Scott Chaloner, for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. Take care and goodbye.